everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Hogs Podcast, a podcast about business, self-improvement, and economic issues. Today, we are talking about the road to financial freedom, episode 18 of the Business Hogs, featuring Brandon Carroll. And Brandon Carroll is the founder and owner of the Financial Custom Instagram page, where he is basically a financial coach for all those that need it and want to achieve financial freedom. So, hope you enjoy. Uh, yeah, my name is Brandon Carroll. Like you said, I, I, I'm a financial coach. Um, in a nutshell, I give financial advice to people who uh, would who are seeking anyone that wants the knowledge. I'm here to give it to them. Uh, well, it's really great to have you. So, what steps have you taken to become financially free? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess you kind of got to start at the beginning to the point where I, I definitely was not financially free. Um, I was I was swimming in debt, um, living paycheck to paycheck, and I was making pretty good money. Um, I was in the military, and um, yeah, it, it it was bad. I was <laughs> I was definitely not an example someone would want to follow. But then um, I had a a friend of mine just kind of come to me and say, "Hey, um, you're you're just not doing that great." Obviously, um, I was like, yeah, "So can you help me out?" And he did. He uh, introduced me to a few books. Um, watch a few videos, and slowly, um, I actually, um, it's, it, it's a process, but through, through the process, I've actually become a lot more financially free to the point where I don't have, to, I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I'm not wondering, I don't, I don't have any um, uh, consumer debt. I don't, um, and I know I have an emergency fund saved up, little things like that. And that, in a to me, coming from where I was to where I'm at now, the the freedom from that step to this step is phenomenal. Uh, what, were, what were some of the first books that your friend recommended to you? Um, let's see. Um, Dave Ramsey. Um, um, that was definitely a, a, an eye opener. Um, I like I liked that. Dave, for the most part, because he was more of a no-nonsense guy. He he didn't care. Your feelings weren't weren't, um, weren't a factor, um, and that's that's just the way Dave. That to me, that's how Dave was. Um, even watching some of his videos, you can still see he's very very no-nonsense. Um, he'll, he he's friendly, but he's definitely no-nonsense. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, um, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, Let's see. I just read recently the uh, 10x. Um, that's awesome, and because um, I'm starting to now get into my uh, investment and my investment education, getting so I can offer um, better better investing advice and kind of point people in a better direction. So, if someone wanted to like reach out to you to get financial advice, how would they go about doing that? Um, good question. I have a website, um, a w, uh, customfinancialcoaching.net. Um, I also have an Instagram. You can uh, reach me at at, finan- at uh, Custom Financial. Same with Facebook and uh, Twitter. Nice. So, did you feel like uh, like Dave Ramsey's tone in the book was kind of eye opening to you, and it kind of helped like snap you out of what you're doing before? Most definitely. Um, it's to some. I, I know he he has a different effect on different people. Um, some people um, gravitate immediately to what he's saying. I was one of those people. Whereas my wife, um, when she started hearing it, she immediately turned him off. She kind of felt standoffish, like he was telling her something that she didn't want to hear. 
um, or telling her that whatever she was doing was wrong. And that's how she took it. So it took a little bit more to bring her to bring her around. But I knew I couldn't I couldn't proceed forward until that happened. And then once it finally did happen, no, the magic happens. Yeah. Did you uh, did you take any courses yourself? I have taken a um, um, I have taken a financial coaching course. Um, it's uh, offered through Unimi. Um, it's uh, I know it was uh, it, it was they used to be called Womanly Wealth. Um, I know it sounds weird, but yeah, I had a, a I do have a certificate a, a financial coaching certification from Womanly Wealth. And um, while that, as weird as that sounded, I, I wear it with pride. And um, recently, they've changed their they, they've changed their name from Womanly Wealth. I forgot what the new name is, but it's the same course. It's just a little, little bit more, a um, little bit more uh, gender friendly, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. What was I thinking? Oh wait, actually, I have a question. Go ahead. Uh, so going back to like the books that you were reading, what did you feel was the greatest insight you got from um, reading David Ramsey's book? Um, the best insight I got was to the thing I gra- I guess the, the thing that gravitated towards me most was thinking of life without debt. Um, and I think the, because the, the, the serious debt, I mean, we were, um, let's see, I still got my chart here. Um, we were almost $40,000 in debt, which to a lot of people doesn't sound like much, but when you're, when you're making only about forty thousand dollars a year that that that's a ton <laughs> how did you escape that like what kind of step did you take to escape that um it's a mindset um number one it's you you have to get yourself into the mindset that this is something that needs to happen this is something that you have to do it's and sometimes like i said sometimes it's immediate and you can you can get it right away and sometimes it takes a while but what I, what I recommend to my clients is definitely take that time to understand exactly what it is you're doing. Get your why. You have to have that, that why moment. This is why I'm doing this. Like, I do this for my family. I, I, this, I don't want my family to inherit my mistakes. I want not only my family not to have my mistakes, I want them not to make the same mistakes I made. So they, can, they don't have to worry about, you know, the, uh, the debt collectors and the repos and the cutting off the power and stuff like that. It's just, it's not something I want anyone to experience. So is that why like a lot of the self-made millionaires, they, they all, you know, maybe started off poor and they build it up because it, they learned from their character and realized they never wanted to go back to that job. To me, I think so. I think that they, they had, everyone has that moment in their life, something that, something that they can focus on and say, you know what? This is this is this is it. This is the point. This is where I don't want to be. I want to be as far away from this as possible, whatever this may be. And that's my and that's where I come in to kind of help you help help you focus and get there and say, hey, you don't have this is you don't have to do here. You know, you can be as far away from this as possible. And I'm going to help you get there. Uh, that's really interesting. Like, I never really like thought, like, especially like if you were only making like forty thousand dollars a year compared to like your debt, which is $40,000 a year. That's just like insane to think about. It is. It definitely is. Um, like, so every... go, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what do you, what were the first 
steps that you took to emerge from like this massive debt that you had? The first step I took was to truly see what my debt was. Um, I had, I, I, we were so far in debt, I didn't even know who all we owed at, at one point. And um, the first step I, w- I would recommend, very simple, go ahead and create your, a free Credit Karma account. It's free, you don't have to pay anything. Create that account and to see exactly where you're at. And that itself is an eye opener. Like you may, you may already know you're in debt, but you may not have any idea how far you are. You just know you're paying your, your minimum payments when you can. And you know you're getting those bills coming in. But a lot of people don't focus on that amount that's owed. They just kind of subconsciously blur that out. So when you see it listed in front of you, when you see that giant number, know how much you have in debt, that's your eye opener. Once you do that, then that's when you start taking the steps. Um, uh, first step, I, I, I would tell you, take kind of like how Dave Ramsey says, Dave Ramsey recommends building a $1,000 emergency fund. And while that's fine, for um for some people, I like I like to say I need to at least you need to at least build it get build twice that. Um, reason being is when Dave Ramsey came up with that thousand dollar emergency fund, like I said, nothing wrong with it. Respect the man tremendously, but that was almost twenty five years ago. Um, fast forward twenty five years, add inflation. Now a thousand dollars is more like eighteen hundred. So when you have that when you have that emergency fund built, when you have that safety net under you, then then you can start to take to uh, to take those steps because once you, once you build up, you know you can save money. You know you can do what you have to do. Now now you can instead of saving instead of saving the money because you already have your emergency fund set aside. Now you can start throwing that at your debt. So to kind of like cancel all your debt after you had saved your uh, saved up for your emergency fund, did you start investing into stocks or like did you do index funds? Like how did you kind of start like growing the money that you already had? I like divvy my uh, my money up to. And so saving and investing. Um, so while, while I focused on saving, yes, you could build up that emergency fund faster, but you're also losing out on that on that compound interest. Uh, you're talking about compound interest? Okay, the power of compound interest. Like I said, I can't give any direct investment advice. I can only make give, give recommendations. So let's put that caveat in there. Um, but what I can tell you is once you learn the power of compound interest, um, you realize you want to take advantage of that as much as possible. Um, easiest, easiest way I, I can describe it is this. When you're paying, when you, when you're paying credit card companies, when you're paying, um, when you're paying your, your, your car loan and things like that, you're, you're being charged interest. So that's interest working against you. Um, but why not have that interest working for you? And when you realize when your debt's paid off and you're starting to your investment, now that's interest in the, the compound interest that's accruing that's interest working for you and that's the and that's the goal because that's where your wealth starts to begin now now your now your money's starting to work for you instead of working against you all right what other uh what other like financial concepts do you think are really important for people to know like compound interest wise um man um i can like i said i can't get too specific but let me see let's see if yeah. i can come up with a couple um be steady with your investments always put money toward your investments <laughs> always 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 the more money you're putting toward investments the more money event that that's building up and the more money you're going to get back be consistent even if you're consistently throwing ten dollars into your investment that's ten dollars more than you're gonna that, that's ten dollars more than you're not putting in there then you're just not putting in anything at all um, just have a consistent amount and constantly throw that. 
into whatever investments you choose to invest in. And all, and, and of course, number one, research, research, research. Do not invest into anything that you don't understand fully, period. Um, whether that be, you know, something you heard on YouTube somewhere, something you heard on Reddit, whatever. Make sure you fully understand what you're investing in because there is always, always risk and understand your, your risk tolerance. If you, if you're not, if you don't have a high risk tolerance, trading is definitely not for you, <laughs> but yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to do those types of things. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like to get into day trading though, like, uh, yeah, day trading is very risky. You need to know a lot about the market and do a lot of market research prior to that. Exactly. Um, what I, what I would recommend, what I would normally recommend, um, go ahead and research ETFs, research mutual funds, um, Individual stocks, if you feel confident, if you feel really confident in a company, go ahead and invest in the individual stock. But like I said, research, research, research. And when in doubt, research again. What about like, because we see like there's a lot of young people out there today who are financially struggling. What about like budgeting? Like they kind of like cut down their expenses a little bit. Yes, definitely. You want to analyze that budget. Um, definitely, that's that's one of the one of the steps in the process. You have to once you have your debt and everything laid out. Now you go go to the budgeting process to go ahead and see where your money's going. Exactly where you got to, and and it's usually a, uh, the process usually takes a couple months. You go ahead and take all your take all your um your debt, take all the money coming in, take all the money going out, and figure out where it's all going. Once you have that figured out. Now you can see, okay, um, for the most part, honestly, when someone first does, your bud- does a budget, there's one category that's always higher than what they expect it to be. I'll, I'll give you three guesses. I'll, I'll give you one guess what, what, what that might be. Is it clothing? Nope, not clothing. <laughs> but food? food, fast food. We love fast food because nobody wants to cook. <laughs> nobody. Yeah. We, we live in a fast society where we have where we're always doing something and we seem to never have time to cook. However, that is the biggest category and that's the easiest category to fix. Honestly, of course, there's other things as well. But most of my clients, I guarantee that they, they're always shocked at, oh, my gosh, I spent this much on fast food. Yes, you did. Yeah, but isn't that a. Uh... What was I going to say? Like, would it be cheaper than buying your own meals throughout the month or like making your own meals throughout the month? Not necessarily. No. Um, Here's the thing. Okay. So if I go to McDonald's and I grab and and I'm saying consistently, like I'm, you know, I'm, you know, five days a week, I'm heading to McDonald's and I'm on average $5 every time I go. So I'm there, I'm going there for breakfast. I'm grabbing, you know, grab my McGriddle. I'm going there for lunch, grab my Big Mac, and I'm and oh man, I don't have time to cook dinner. Now I'm going there for dinner. That's fifteen dollars a day. Easy. Fifteen dollars a day, thirty days. That's four hundred and fifty dollars right there. Wow. Yeah, so don't a lot of people say they don't have time when they really do? Like there's like so many people out there that you know they, they don't even have really have a lot of responsibilities. Like they don't maybe they Maybe they're they don't have a family yet. Maybe they're not supporting anyone. They're not financially responsible yep. for anyone, and they're just saying that. And they're always saying they don't have time, but they really do. Do you think a lot of people you coach fit into that? Yes, I, I think that I think they do. Yes, um, the um, the time factor is also time is also a factor. Um, 
we work eight hours. We all get the same 24 hours a day. Every single one of us. We get 24 hours. We'll spend about six to eight of it sleeping. The other 16, um, we're doing whatever it is we got to do with it. Um, we're working for work. Let's say we work another eight hours. That still leaves a good eight hours to do whatever with. Um, some people want to go ahead and we'll, we'll go ahead and get on, get on the Xbox, play some Call of Duty. Um, we'll go ahead and, you know, make sure we have time to go hang out with our friends and stuff like that. But we just, for some reason, we just don't want to make that, take that time to say, plan, plan some meals out. Um, me and my house, personally, we plan our meals out too. We plan our dinners out. We don't plan breakfast and lunch, but we plan our dinners out. All right. We'll go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you you plan your why do you plan your dinners plan, out to be like more conscious? Exactly. It's, it helps save it helps helps you stay conscious of your time, but it also helps helps to know it helps it helps in your budget as well. Um, if you know what you're spending and you know what you, and, and you know and it's, it's a consistent amount, you can actually see it when you're planning your budget out. You actually see it. Okay, this is how much I'm spending in groceries. Now the grocery budget that. That can sometimes that can get a little out of hand, um, but it's not as hand as a lot of people think. Um, if I'm going to the store and say I grab, you know, some buttercups from the grocery store, it's definitely going to be cheaper than if I went to the gas station. Things like that that add up, and that's that's another thing I like to show my clients. Like, okay, so so we we make our budget for one month. All right, what do we come up with? All right, here we are. Now we're in our second month. All right, so what do we change? Oh, shoot. You say, look at this. Look, you, you cook a little more. Look at that fast food budget go down. Grocery budget went up just a bit, but not a whole lot. That's okay. Now you still have a little money left over in between. We can throw that at our debt. Yeah, I was actually talking about this the other day with um someone I knew, someone I know, and they were talking about, you know, uh, it's like it's like one of my dad's friends, and they were saying how you know, maybe they 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 always go to Starbucks or something in the morning right before work to get their, co- their mm-hmm. morning coffee. And um, I was and I was and I was like listening on the conversation. They were talking about like how he could he could basically it, he would probably was spending around these Starbucks maybe oh, five hundred dollars on coffee every yeah. single month. So and that multiplies to more than uh, what's five hundred times sounds like more than five thousand dollars a year and. They were talking about how like they could he could severely limit that expense just through buying something like Costco coffee and making it himself, and it could it could deteriorate that cost by more than more than like exactly. And then what do we do with that other ninety percent? We're throwing at investments, we're throwing at debt, we're throwing at whatever it is that we're focusing on at that time. Yeah, yeah, but aren't more people consumed with more of a materialistic value in things? Of course, of course. That that that's that's our human nature. We we want. We we want what we want. Um, whether I've been, you know, I'll see, you know, the, the new Spider-Man game on the PS5. Oh my gosh, I gotta have it. Um, and it's like, okay, we, we can have that, but the difference. But but if you're on a road, if if your ultimate goal is financial freedom, now you start learning how to make the hard choices. Okay, we can like say say we have our budget laid out, and but there's a PS there's a PS5 game that's not in the budget. Okay. We can we can accommodate for that, but we have to track something from another category in the in order to afford that PS5 game. Now it's about what you want to sacrifice, and once you start doing that, now you're like, okay, mm, you know, I got to sacrifice. Say, uh, like I would have another fifty dollars throw at my debt this month. Do I sacrifice fifty dollars? 
do I really, um, is it worth it? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah, I, that really, that really covers it because we actually had a guest speaker on a couple of weeks ago, I think, and he, he lives in a studio apartment mm-hmm. down in LA and he's talking about, you know, how he has like, he's like this famous YouTuber. He has all these famous brand deals and is getting paid thousands of dollars each month for it. And he was talking about how he still lives in that studio apartment because he's put all his money into into stocks, into his Roth IRA, everything that, you know, creates money and generates wealth over time. So do you think a lot of people don't really succeed or not really financially free and need your coaching because they don't have that discipline? That's exactly they don't. I'll put it like this. Um, when we're when we're fo- when we're trying to do something, do we want to do it alone or do we want someone there to kind of help us? And- to me, the answer most most of the time is we want someone there to help us, even if it's just someone there to watch us and encourage us and and you know kind of kind of guide us. Someone there, if you're if you're on a diet, you know if you got a friend there, both on a diet, you're at, you're at a daggone donut shop, and all of a sudden you know one of your friends are like, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and grab that extra extra glazed uh, Krispy Kreme, and they're there to literally slap the donut out of your hand. <laughs> Granted, it's, it it's a funny analogy, yes, but. Um, it helped to have someone there to say, okay, you know what? You're right. I don't need this. And essentially, what I do in a, in a very simplistic form, that's what I do. I help to slap the donut out of your hand. I can't make you not eat. I mean, you, you can always go grab the donut, but no, I'm there to remind you, yes, there is a price to pay for that. Donut. You think that like cutting corners, like not, well, I guess like cutting corners in the sense, like you're saving a little bit of money here, saving a little bit of money there. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, how quickly does that add up? in your experiences working with your clients? Um, let's see. The little bit the, the little bit of money here and there, um, it does help. But there's also another factor that factors in. Once you start, once you start kind of, it's kind of like a, what do I call it? Well, I guess, ironically, like call, I'm call it the snowball effect. <laughs> yeah. um, I say that ironically because more than, another thing that Dave Ramsey pushes is the debt snowball. Um, and uh, basically, once you realize, once you start putting that extra money towards that debt, and you start seeing that debt go down, your focus becomes so much greater. You start saying, "Okay, I paid this much, this this much this month." Now that, uh, like, especially if you're a competitive person, like, okay, can I do a little bit more next month? Can I do a little bit more than that? And you start finding more ways to save money, and it's it's an amazing thing when you, when you when you actually see it happen. It's like that that light bulb go off and you start to click and that motivate and that that, that motivation and that competition and everything else kind of kind of comes together all at once it is the, one of the most amazing things that i've experienced yeah i bet and then it's just like you're free from there like that's it. You're, you're, getting you're, there. you're very close yeah you you start to see the light at the end of that tunnel it's like oh my gosh there it is i'm right there up the this last car payment, this last credit card payment. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm literally one payment away from not having any any consumer debt at all. It's it's uh, I I don't even know what I'm gonna do when I get there. Yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. Yep. Same thing. That's so funny. Yeah, once exactly like when you're when you're sitting there, and you're bending, you're trying, and you know three your three hundred bench is that goal. Oh my gosh, I gotta get to that three hundred. And all of a sudden, one week you bench two ninety five. It's like oh my gosh, I'm almost there. It's great. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel like once you start to see progress, and you know that what you're doing, like, is actually working. It's not just like a shot in the dark. And I feel like that's really like the big motivating factor. It truly is, and it, 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 that is 
I, I definitely agree with you 100%. And I definitely have a couple clients that agree with you as well. I actually wanted to ask a question. Sure. So how long, and I know that this obviously different from person to person, but how long but on average do you think it takes for your customers to kind of see results? To, by see results, do you mean to be completely debt-free or to start to see the process working? I think to start to see the process working okay so when you start to see the process working the um, that's usually that usually comes let's see you'll probably be about two months in when you're paying off when, when you start to see that that credit card balance or you start to see that first debt just disappear and that's why and that kind of goes back to the debt snow i was talking about um now there is that there there are a couple different methods to pay your debt off there's debt snowball debt avalanche um Basically, a debt snowball is you're lining your debts up from smallest debt to the to the largest debt, and you're paying, you're focused on whatever the top one is. So your smallest debt, say you got a credit card, a $200 credit card, and it's just been, you know, it, it's never been paid off. It, it just stays there. And um, all of a sudden, that first month, you pay off that $200 credit card, and it's gone. Your balance is now zero on that credit card. It's It's done. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And that's and then you take you take that and then you can move on to your next highest debt. That's the psychological benefit to the debt snowball. Um, you, when you start to see that progress, you see that that instant gratification that would that we're used to. The debt snowball helps helps to fulfill that. Whereas the debt avalanche, you're lining your debts up from um, by interest rate, so you're going from your highest interest rate to your lowest interest rate. Now both methods work work equally well. But the uh, the interest rate one, you may not get that instant gratification, but you're saving a lot more interest than you would on the debt snowball one. And I'll say a lot more, maybe a, a couple percentage points, one or two percent. Um, that's about it. You might have you might have your debt paid off in say eight the uh, debt snowball, but it might be paid off in fifteen months with the debt avalanche. It all depends. No, that's very interesting, and I mean the debt accumulates for such a long time yet there's such a, I think honestly for the stress that it gives you two months is not really that big a chunk of your life to start no. learning to save right I'm sorry say that oh sorry no, I was just saying that like two months is not that much of your life to I think learn how to save and develop those habits no it's not especially when you think about the alternative um I'm taking a couple months to towards to, to the point to be where I don't have any more debt, or I can just go ahead and just keep doing what I'm doing. And in two months, um, I'll be, I'll be sitting here trying to figure out, daggone, why am I still living paycheck to paycheck again? Mm-hmm. It's a choice. Um, I would say, let me see. I would say not really with, with the, um, especially if I'm coaching locally, um, I, I live in a military community. And um, most of my clients are military, so they're going to be they're going to be age range. Just the age range of people that want to get debt free, I would say it's more than their twenties to thirties. Um, of course, there are some younger people that 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 want to. They somehow get in their head, "Hey, this is what I want to do," and that's great. I love when they come in because I I can I, I can honestly say by the time we get done with this process, and by the time you you hit your forties or fifties, you're going to be a millionaire. Period. That, that there, there's really nothing else I can say because you're making all the right moves, you're making all the right decisions, and you keep on down this path. I guarantee, if you're in your 20s when you start, 
And all of a sudden, by the time you hit your mid forties, early fifties, you will be a millionaire unless, unless literally the stock market collapses, like to the point where it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Got to start young. Exactly. But even when you start older, that's just it. A lot of people come in and they'll be like, man, um, I've been doing it so long. I'm so old. There's no way. No, there is a way. <laughs> you, you, may yeah. not be, you may not be a millionaire by the time you get done, but you're going to be pretty darn close to it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, aren't there a lot of people out there that are technically millionaires? Because, like, let's say someone buys a house and, you know, maybe they bought it in 1990 or something, like a $400,000 house, and then now it's worth let's say $800,000 and then they have a bunch of other assets that accumulate and that makes their net worth over a million. Doesn't, doesn't that make? Well, with the, well, with their, um, now I got to understand you, you also got to take that. Um, if your house is worth 800,000, that's fine. How much do you owe on it? You got to subtract that too. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming. Right. Say yes. The mortgage is paid off. They got the, yeah, there's a lot of technical millionaires out there. And yes, you technically are a millionaire. And I'm not going to take that away from anybody. If if you're debt free and you own your house, ding, ding, one. So what do you mean by millionaire? You could like, be a million, like, a, like, like say your, your net worth is a million dollars. A million, and that's fine. But a lot of people don't don't think of it that way. Um, yes, technically you are worth a million dollars. You know, you sell your house, bam, you got a million dollars. And you got your assets, boom, you got, you got your million dollars. And that's fine. I promise you there is nothing wrong with that. And I will never down anybody for doing that. But a lot of, a lot of people's minds, they think millionaire, okay, they're not, usually they're not putting their house in, in, that, in that equation. And I tell them you should, because that's your, that, that's your biggest asset. But a lot of folks still like, hey, you know, I still want to be a millionaire, but, but you don't want to include your house. No, I don't want to include my house. Okay, all right. That, that's your prerogative. So let's see what we can get you to the point, not including your house. How to be in the military? Do you think that like being in the military has helped you financially in any way, like uh, in terms of like things you might have learned? Let's see if there's like a connection, maybe. Military definitely helps with discipline. I will say that. Um, before I the military, I was I was a pretty disciplined guy already. I joined kind of late. I joined like when I was like 23. Um, but um, I had already been married and had a kid. And, and matter of fact, I was already in the process of a divorce when I joined the military. Um, but that discipline that the military gives you, there, there's definitely something to be said for that. Um, putting everything in order, like when you're when you're on this road and you're putting everything in order and everything, you know, there, there's a, a stepping process that you can follow step by step by step. You, you do get used to things like that. You know, there, there are steps to take. You have to do this before you do this. And uh, folks, they understand that. Doesn't mean they always like it, but they understand it. Yeah, uh, I, I think I heard something about this. Devin, weren't you talking about this? About how, how like, if you join... Like if you go to a military college or something, then it's the, the it's like free or something. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, it depends class. on the college, but I mean, there's there's definitely benefits, and I guess like uh, if you want to be in the military, then you know, starting off at a military college is a pretty good way to go usually. It definitely um, that um the mil uh, the military does offer outstanding educational benefits. Um, the be hard pressed to equal those. And um, I, I, did, I didn't take advantage of those benefits when I was in the military, but I definitely took advantage after I left. Um, I do have my associates in, in um, liberal arts. Um, 
because I just wanted, basically, I'm not going to lie, I just wanted to get the money. And basically, when you have your Montgomery GI Bill and you're you're not in the military anymore, it almost feels like you're getting paid to go to school. Um, Do you guys have any more questions? Or is there anything that you want to say? Wait, so is uh, custom financial coaching your full-time job? Um, That is not my full-time job, no. (laughs) Um, Not yet. That's where I'm trying to get to, but we're not there yet. Um, I do, by trade, I am a uh, systems administrator. And um, this this is my, for now, this is my side hustle. It's, um, but the goal, of course, is to make it my full-time hustle. And um, we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. How have you, what have you done to like do that? Have you marketed your, we are, um, we are still marketing, honestly. Um, We're still in the, we're, we're, we're going on the social media sites. We're design, we're helping, uh, we're learning ad design and things of that nature. I'm trying to link up with other people as well to, um, that are, that are more into marketing than I am. Unfortunately, it's just something that I have to learn, but um, of course to speed up that process, I'm more than open to, uh, someone kind of coaching me coaching me through that process i'm a financial coach unfortunately i'm not a marketing coach and um i'm not ashamed to admit it that's uh yeah that's like really interesting but yeah we are yeah we're definitely uh, we're definitely growing and um i i just i i just can't wait even if i only have like maybe like say if i say if say if i don't get any more clients at this point on i it it would bother me, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but it wouldn't bother me to the point where um, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna do this. This sucks. Blah, blah. No, because I still I, I've helped I've helped a lot of people, and I'm still helping people, and that's my goal. I I just want to help people get to the get out of that point in their life where they're feeling so desperate and feeling like nothing can ever change, and this is the point in your life you're stuck at, and you'll never be better than where you're at now. No, never accept that ever. Um, things things can always get better. You can always make things better. And getting rid of your debt is one of the biggest things you can do. Well, um, no, that's very interesting. I mean, all, all my questions are answered. Does anyone have any more questions? Uh, no, I think he answered all mine. Yeah. Thank you for uh, being on this episode. I appreciate it, guys. Um, if, I, if I can give a shameless plug, please, um, when you get a chance, go ahead and visit customfinancialcoaching.net or reach me out on social media at Financial Custom. And um, I look forward to meeting everybody. Thank you. Thank, Thank you.